0: Hey, New Life Gillette Church, we are thrilled you decided to listen to our teaching on your favorite podcast app. If you made a decision to follow Christ today, would you let us know by visiting yes.newlifegillette.com. Here is this week's teaching. Hey, today we are out on the Sea of Galilee. This is where a lot of big events happened in Jesus' life. This is where he calmed the storm. Uh, He called some of his disciples here. They were out fishing in the boats. He walked on water here and brought Peter out with him. A lot of big events happened here at the Sea of Galilee. This is Luke 5 verse 1. One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left there, that left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets, and you will catch many fish. Master, Simon replied, We worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, we'll try again and this time their nets were so full that they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, O Lord, please leave me. I'm too much of a sinner to be around you. For he was awestruck by the size of their catch, and as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus.
1: Well, good morning, New Life. My name is Zach. Uh, I just want to say this. We do hope, this staff, this church, we do hope that this message will bless you uh, throughout your week. Pastor Mike has been over the pond, as they say. He's been over in the Middle East, in Israel, leading a team, a, a group of people to learn more about the Holy Land so we're glad that he's back. But during that period, we had a couple different preachers. We had Father Paul with us a couple times, which is wonderful. We love having Pastor Paul here. Then we had Mother and Karen with us, which I love when Karen preaches. And then, wouldn't you know it, last week, we got Brother Reverend Dr. Mike Wilson back with us. We're so happy that he made it back from the Middle East safe and actually that he didn't stay in the Middle East because he loves being over there. Now this week you get to hear from second cousin, Zach. That's right, the whole family's back together again. We are so excited to be here. Like I said, my name is Zach. I usually run the hospitality team. Uh, they actually run me. They're a great team, and I love I love working with them. So we're in this series called Jesus Period, right? And any time you talk about Jesus, there's going to be some great things, some great teachings. And so you're going to get to see the life, the miracles that Jesus has. You're going to get to hear the teachings, and also you're going to get to see how Jesus loved people. So this morning, I want to talk about missions, Slash callings. We're going to use the word kind of the same way, missions callings. And you can argue that they're not the same word. They don't mean the same thing. But we're going to kind of interchange them this morning. And really what it comes down to is what are our common callings? What are our uncommon callings? So a common calling would be marriage, right? There's a lot of people who get married. Uh, parenting. There's a lot of parents in this room. How about just being a kid? We all have that in common, right? So these common things that we see, these are the things that we're all going to struggle with but I think it's something that we overlook often. We we think the uncommon, the going to Papua New Guinea, like Danny and his family did, that's that's the calling, right? That's what God's calling us to do. Well, and actually today, I want you to see that you're called to more of the common callings, far more than we are the uncommon callings. So Jesus had a calling, right? Jesus had the uncommon calling that was huge. And his uncommon calling was to come here to pave the way for forgiveness Right? For salvation. Because we as humans, we had tried. We had worked hard. We couldn't beat the law, right? We couldn't, we couldn't live by the law. So Jesus loved us enough to come down and pave that way for us, right? That's a great mission, right? But what about his uncommon, or his common callings, right? I've, I've felt this big calling on my life and that's why I'm here. That's why I'm preaching this morning. I feel that God has called me to be at this church, to work, uh, to his glory. And so that means possibly preaching. Um, I was actually hired to do hospitality, and over time, I felt that to be one of my callings. Uh, the guys in my life group will tell you that I love to cook for them every week and to make them feel like they have a place, right? So that's another thing. If you guys saw the awesome guitar player over here, old Jimmy, Jimmy Hendrix, uh, Mitch, he's part of that that life group with me. We we together built this life group together, and we feel called to um, help mentor men and help them to sharpen our tools so that we're sharp. And we know what God is calling us to do. So we feel called to the the men's ministry. I actually lead a, a little tiny ministry called Blessings in a Backpack here in Gillette. And that was not something I felt called to. Um, we had somebody leave and basically the staff is sitting there. What are we going to do? And so I took it on. And over time, I felt like this is a con. I want to make Blessings in a Backpack huge so that there's no kids in Gillette that will ever have to worry about eating again. So it wasn't on my calling at first, but now I feel called to it because it was given to me. That's my big callings, right? But I don't want to focus on those. We're just, we're just trying to get it down, right? What, what all this means. The common callings though, that's, that's where we want to sit on. So what are some common callings we have? Oh no. Jesus also had some common callings and the ones that I'll just put up here are just some of the ones that I see. Jesus loved people and Jesus loved people very well, right? He loved people way better than we do. He followed the law. He did eat some grain when he wasn't supposed to, and the Pharisees had a fit about it, but Jesus followed the law very well. His work went to God, and as Karen said a couple of weeks ago, he was all about the Father's business, right? If you, if you read the Bible, you see Jesus is constantly talking about what the Father wants, not about what he wants, right? So he's about God's business. And for you kids, for you teens, for some of us adults, uh, honoring your parents. Jesus honored his parents, right? He was at the synagogue Teaching, learning, and parents came back and they were upset, and Jesus honored them. So Jesus lived well, and that's his common calling, right? To to teach us how to live well. So how do we live well? Well, some time ago, I realized that I was not living well. I was not um, working on my marriage the way I, I needed to. And to be honest with you, if you don't know my story, I'll tell you a little bit about it. Me and my wife had a kid in high school. Um, and then we got married after high school, after she went to school and did these things. Um, I was just surviving. I Honestly, what honestly, it was like to it was like be a parent. Be a parent. I, I, thought, I thought my life was not going the way I thought. So I started working at a coal mine and I was just literally surviving. I was just trying to keep our family afloat. I was trying to keep my marriage afloat. And I didn't realize that God was actually calling me uh, to love my wife the way that he would love the church. And so I didn't know this, but marriage is actually a calling. It's huge. And there's actually some Bible passages that I'll back this up. Let's read into Ephesians. So again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect the husband. So I don't want to get caught up in the, in the woman's place, in the male's place. You're all called to love each other, right? That's the main commandment. And I have to say, if I haven't already said it, y'all look very nice this morning. You look good. You made it. You're looking really nice. So you, Honestly, everybody in this room loves themselves to some aspect, right? You got up, you took a shower, you brushed your teeth, you, you put on clothes. I really pray that you had eggs and bacon this morning. Because if you do love yourself, you'll have eggs and bacon. So you all love yourself to some extent, right? So that means we need to love our spouses more than that, right? Or as much as that, right? That's the, that's the calling that we have on our lives. But that's not the only calling we have on our lives, right? Marriage is not just there to fill a lonely spot in your heart. Although that's biblical, right? If we go back to the beginning, Adam and Eve, Adam was lonely, so God blessed Adam with Eve, right? But we can honor God when we honor each other. We can serve God by loving our spouse. That's a calling. It's not the crazy calling, but you serve God by loving your spouse. But that's not the only callings we have, right? There's more callings than that. What about being a parent? There's a lot of parents in this room. Do you ever feel called to be a good parent? Let's see what Ephesians says about that. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. So I like this one because it's two-way, right? It's not only don't provoke your children, don't don't parent in anger. But God said, hey, you got to bring up your children with discipline and instruction. Most of you go, well, I do that. But he doesn't stop there, right? He says, from the Lord. So where do we get that discipline? Where do we get that instruction? Well, I believe you get it by hearing the voice of God, by reading in the Bible, understanding the callings that we have, and God will give you those callings, right? He'll give you the information you need to parent well. You guys can go ahead and go to the next slide. So Mitch, Jimmy, right, Asked this question to a lot of people. And he, it's just more me when we hear great pastors, when we hear uh, great people, great leaders inside of the community or whatever. He asks this question, is their house in order? It's kind of, a, kind of a rough question, isn't it? But why is he asking that? Because we believe if someone is working on their family or their personal life, the rest of the things in their life will fall in line behind them. And why is that? Well, it's because family is important. Your house is your safe place. It's your kingdom. If your house is a war zone, where do you feel at home? Do you have a home or are you homeless? If this is starting to make you a bit upset, because I get that, I hope you know that we're not here to make you upset. We're not here to make you mad. But if you feel like God's stirring your heart a little bit, you feel like, I don't really like this. Realize that you might be called to this. God might be calling you to parenting, to your family, to these different things. Sometimes when we're frustrated, it's God calling us. He's stretching us a little bit. That's why we're here, right? That's why we come to church. That's why we listen to pastors. That's why we listen to podcasts. We read the Bible. because We believe that Jesus can change our life. We want to be, we want to learn, we want to grow, and we want to be challenging. That's where the frustration comes, right? So if you're not married, You don't have kids. Don't worry. I'm not going to leave you out. This verse is for you. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciple. So none of you get off scot-free, right? We're all called. Every single one of us. Everybody in this room. When I started working on my marriage, my callings, It was amazing how much my wife blossomed, how much she loved me more, how much our communication changed. I wasn't just streamlining, right? I wasn't just drowning. But now our marriage started blossoming. It was much better. I was less frustrated as a parent. Um, Instead of just being the the one uh, disciplining all the time, I became the one that loved our children. I started building relationships with my children. And that was amazing because things had changed. Now I'm just not surviving. I'm thriving. And I love that. If you guys heard me talk about being angry, I was a very, very angry person. and At times I still can be. But once I heard the calling that God wants a peacemaker, it changed me. And I still have to work on those things. There's still times where I choose anger rather than choosing peace and all those things. But I look back three years ago and I wonder what that person was doing. I wonder what that Zach was choosing to live like. Why? And you do understand it because you remember where you were at. The hope is that we look more like Christ and less like ourselves. But why do we want to look like Christ? Everybody says that, but what does that actually mean? Well, we were actually made in the image of Christ. We were made in the image of God. So by living more like Christ, we actually look like the design that we were supposed to be. But it's a hard climb, right? It's hard to get back up to that. It's difficult. It's painful. It's not fun. But that takes time. It takes growth. And it takes the one thing that we don't, I don't think we really feel like we should have to do. You know, we pray to God, change me, change me, change me. But a calling means there has to be a response, right? An answer. A calling means you have to make a choice. It won't happen if you don't choose to follow the calling that God called you to do. God's not going to make your life just perfect like that because that's not where growth happens, right? And the wonderful thing is if you're saying, Zach, I don't care about any of this. Your God loves you so much, he gave you freedom. He gave Adam and Eve freedom, and then they fell. And instead of taking freedom away from them, he gave them more freedom. Yeah, they had the laws and all those things, but guess what? They could live it, or they didn't have to. God said, you are free. And then Jesus comes along, and you would think Jesus is going to fix us finally, right? He's going to stop giving us freedom, because we don't do well with it. But Jesus said, no, I continue to give you freedom, because... That is my design. I want you to love me because you have that freedom. It's your choice to follow the calling. But if you do, remember that God will be there to have your back. He'll help you grow. Remember that your church here will help you grow. If you have a life group, it's your people. They're going to be there when you're trying to grow, when you're trying to answer the call. That's why we believe in life groups so much. So we're going to take a hard turn. And we're going to get back to the Sea of Galilee because Mike did such a great job with his video. So we're going to start in Luke chapter 5, if you have a Bible with you. And we're going to run through verse 1 through 11. Verse 1. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gishashank Redemption. <laughs> that was, that's Paris. Let's try that again. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gander Mountain. I don't know that word. But I did look it up to see what this word meant because I was a little bit dumbfounded. It's actually the Sea of Galilee, but that word, whatever that word is, means the garden of riches. It's a popular spot under the Sea of Galilee. So why is why are we there, right? Well, Jesus is there, right? So let's see what he says. The people were crowded around him, Jesus, listening to the word of God. So right off the bat, we see right in the beginning of this, this chapter, Jesus is living out a calling. Jesus is living out his calling to be a teacher. And it could be a common, could be an uncommon call. We have a lot of teachers in this town, a lot of, whatever. But Jesus is living out the calling of being a teacher rather than sitting on the lake, enjoying a Mai Tai or whatever they did back then. I don't know what they did. Let's continue. Jesus saw, well, he saw, sorry, at the water's edge, two boats left there by fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people right from his boat. This is weird, right? If you're a professional fisherman, people don't just get in your boat and start teaching, right? Now, Jesus is a rabbi, and in the social standings in that time period, he held some weight. But imagine this. Let's set the scene, right? You get done working a night shift. You get cleaned up, grab your clothes, and you're headed out to your truck. And Pastor Mike's out there preaching in front of your truck. And you're like, what in the world? It doesn't matter, right? I'm going to go home. It's been a long night. So you jump in your truck, you get ready to go, and then Mike jumps in your truck. And not only that, Mike's being a little cheeky tonight, right? He's like, hey, let's go back to work. You're like, why? Why are we going back to work? He's actually your pastor, so you think, "Eh, maybe he's got a good idea of this. Let's see what happens next. When he finished speaking, he said to to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon's doing something cool here, right? Simon answers, master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you ask, because you say so, I will let down your nets. How many professional, how many fishermen in here would let anybody jump into your boat and say, let's go, right? These men are professionals. They're fishermen. Uh, there's a good chance their fathers are fishermen and their father's fathers are fishermen. All they've known their whole life as work is being a fisherman. And yet they have this pastor jump into their boat and tell them, let's go back out. And they're like, all right, man, but seriously. Simon's actually answering the first call that he gets. It's very small. It's not huge. But because he answers it, something cool here, something cool happens. Let's see what that is. When they had done so, they had caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners and the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full they began to sink. Remember that dude in the bar or that dude you know that always talks about fish stories? He caught the biggest fish. He caught the most fish. These guys probably remember those stories. And now they're living it out. They're like, holy cow. Remember Bob in the bar? He always talked about this. I didn't know this was actually true. And while they're thinking about the fish, Jesus is actually up to something. If you guys know where we're at in the story, Jesus is now looking for his disciples. He's looking for people he can trust, people he can do his ministry with. And this is one of, the, one of the guys. These are some of the guys that Jesus is looking for. And by Simon answering the call, Jesus knows these are the guys. And because they answer the call, they will be blessed. So let's see how Simon reacts to this. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knee saying, go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. They're astonished. They've been fishing all their lives and they've never seen anything like this, right? Probably never even heard about anything like this. But because of that, Because of the call, that they answered. Now they're going to be part of this huge story that's about to take place. So let's see what Jesus says to Simon. Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled up their boats on the shore and left everything and followed him. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that weird that somebody who knew that all they were going to do the rest of their lives is be fishermen, just leave everything? They left their calling, possibly. They left their professional life. How's their family going to succeed if they're not fishing, right? But they see how powerful Jesus is. Something's different about this rabbi, right? He's not just a rabbi. He's powerful. These fishermen knew they were being called to something great that day. These men left their profession, everything they knew, and lived out the calling that they had on their lives. Now, you're right. This is an uncommon calling. But within the uncommon, there's these common threads that lead these people to where they're going. These men decided to be obedient, and they didn't know what they are going to gain. They actually didn't know what the cost would be. If you know the story later down, the line, there would be a cost to what they were about to do. Sometimes it's hard to listen to the voice of God, right? Because it's unknown. It's difficult. It's scary. How many parents here, when they first had their first kid, were freaking out? Somebody gave me a human being, and now I've got to raise this thing. I was scared for my life obviously as a high schooler, but I know you guys still, it's the same feeling. It's new, it's, it's new terrain, right? What about something that you're called to that maybe you don't agree with? You grew up in the church and you know how Bible works, you know how church works, you know how these things work. And then God starts pushing you a little bit. He starts calling you to something, I can't do that. My pastor back in wherever told me I couldn't do that. Or my parents told me I couldn't do this. And God's starting to call you a little bit, right? Sometimes we go against what we believe is right. But I want to challenge you today to look at your life. I want you to start focusing in on some of the callings you have. God is going to work in your life if you listen to the callings. But how do we do that? How do we we find these callings in our life, right? How do we honor God with our callings? Well, you got to know the voice of God. Right? And how do you do that? Well... Pastor Paul, I asked him this question. We were in his office, and he said, "Well, you gotta, you gotta, um, you gotta know the voice of God." What does that mean, Pastor Paul? Well, you gotta know, um, you gotta listen to preaching. You gotta read His Word. Listen to your friends, whatever people. We have some discussions in our life group that offend us so highly. <laughs> We've had some screaming matches in our life group. I hate to say that, but we have. And the next day, you come back. Man, I was praying on this. I was reading in the Word, and actually. You've kind of moved me on this. You've changed me by having those discussions. So listen to the word, listen to uh, sermons and also praying. You have to pray, always pray. If you're doing those things, chances are you're listening to the voice of God. If you're not doing those things, I would challenge you to start today. Not only that, not only listening, but there's more to that. Actually, James has some pretty strong words about just listening to the word of God. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourself. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in the mirror. He's saying that you glance at your face in the mirror, you go in the next room, and you've forgotten what you were looking at. You forgot what your face looks like. And me and Mitch had this conversation all the time. Are we learning just to learn? Are we reading books just so when we go to our life group, we have something to talk about? And it's not not really full of life. We're just kind of doing it to do it. Or are we actually taking these things that we've learned and put them into our lives, put them into practice? If we learn to hear the voice of God, then we will find our callings. And if we find our callings and we choose to live our callings, then your marriage can get better. My marriage has changed so immensely. It's no longer drowning in your marriage. It's no longer surviving in your marriage. It's now things are better. I learned how to connect with my wife better. I learned how to see it from her point of view. What about your parenting? Wouldn't you like to have a relationship with your children? Wouldn't you like that every time you're, you ask your kids to do something, the relationship is there? Because for a long time, that's what I felt like. I felt like I was just this dictator that was telling my kids what to do instead of actually loving them through it. So our, our, par- our, our parenting can change. For you teens up there, there's only a few of you up there. You still up there? I see you guys up there. There you are, nice and low. If you honor your parents, imagine what the relationship looks like. Imagine where you can go with that, what they can teach you, the fun times you can have. But that takes work, right? It takes you honoring your parents. And that's a difficult one to have, right? But it makes life easier, right? makes life more enjoyable when you're honoring your parents. Imagine your work, imagine your boss. Imagine your coworkers. If you were giving your work to God and not those people, how much more enjoyable can your work be? How much, how much less frustrated would you be? Honestly, I love this place. I love Wyoming. I was born here. I was actually born north in that really cold state called North Dakota, and they're probably freezing right now. Um, but I've lived here long enough to know that I love Wyoming. I love what you guys do. I love your, your individualistic you I could take care of myself. I love the hardworking people. How many people think that 40 hours a week is a part-time job? That's what I'm talking about. It's my kind of people, that's what I'm talking about, right? So I love being from Wyoming. I love being part of Wyoming. And because of that, I think you guys got to see this meme. That's right. Yellowstone's just a TV show. Stop moving here. California and Arizona, stop moving here. Screwing it all up, right? That's Wyoming people are tough. That's just a joke. It's just a joke, guys. <laughs> but seriously, this is the kind of change we want to see in Gillette, right? This is the kind of change you want to see in your family, in your home, in this community. This church is heavily specifically looking towards in this community. And we do that by doing it inside the family. Do that here. Not because we want to be popular. We want to be some kind of control. It's because we want your lives to become better and better at life. We believe you do that by serving Christ. So the first thing is listening to God's voice and then hearing the callings that he has on your life. And then after that, it's all up to you. You follow the callings that God has for your life. And I pray that you'll find a life group. I pray you find a a group of people who can help you through that because it's difficult. So this morning, I want to pray for you, your family, for your work, that you would hear God's voice this week in your life. God, thank you for these wonderful people. Thank you for letting us be with the body, God. These people are so amazing. We're so glad that they're here this morning. God, I pray for, their, for all these people's families, for their finances, for their work, for their life, God, that this week you would call them to something better. God, not only that, that you would give them a heart that would say yes, that they would listen to the call. that they'd be excited about the call. God. Pray that you continue to bless us, keep us safe, and watch over us always in your name, amen.